When we look around our world, it can feel like change is impossible because things have gotten to such a dire state, yet they never are. It is possible to shift from this conditional life to unconditional. We live by the rules of the game we choose to play. Welcome to Women Waken, a holistic guide to wellness and abundant self-love where we help women navigate relationships, healing, and building self-confidence for an abundant life. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I specialize in addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. And I'm here today with a solo episode regarding conditional versus conditionality. Now, what might this mean, you ask? Well, that's what I'm going to tell you about today. Simplify it. Conditional versus unconditionality can break down to fear versus love. Which will we choose? So on today's episode, I will explain how you can move into a place of love rather than fear, explain what is living in a conditional mindset, and tips for identifying when you're having a conditional relationship, whether it's with yourself, someone else, or with something in your life. So I hope you enjoy, and please let me know your thoughts. Hey, everybody. I wanted to jump on and speak to a topic and a theme that comes up a lot in the majority of my podcasts, in a lot of my work with clients, and in my own exploration of my experiences in my life and discussion with friends, the idea of conditional versus unconditional. And what exactly does that mean? And how does it play a part in almost every aspect of our lives and truly is one of the biggest root causes of so many of our struggles, of suffering, what leads to addiction and disorders and disease. It really comes down to those two things in a lot of ways. Another word that you could use for conditional and unconditional is fear versus love. When I say to conditionality, that to me is the concept that you are this if that. For example, you are worthy if you are successful, if you are impressive. You probably recognize this from a lot of my other talks because I always bring it up. Because again, I think it's so crucial. Conditionality means that something is dependent on another thing. It means that there is no assurance and no solace or comfort in the way things are that they could change or be taken away. So you can see why conditionality is closely tied to a state of fear, which unfortunately is the state of our world. I would say that our world is extremely conditional, if not majority conditional. I think that unconditional regard happens in the small moments of life where we feel true love for another being, for another creature, for an experience, for ourselves. Yet, I believe those moments are far too few and are fairly fleeting. We tend to revert right back to the conditionality. For example, if we enter into a relationship with somebody and we feel such strong feelings for them, we would call them love. And we might want to say that we feel this love unconditionally, which means there are no terms, 
There are no criteria that have to be met. There are no needs for this love. It just is. Which a lot of spiritual writings and spiritual teachers have said that if it's not unconditional, then it's not love. That there's no such thing as a little bit of love and certain degrees of love that you either love or you don't. Because the second that there's anything in between, it becomes over into the conditional realm. So people would say, and I feel that we don't really even know yet on this planet, our human species, what love truly is. We haven't gotten there yet because that's a huge thing to embrace. It's a totally different state of mind than we have, which again, is very conditional and fear-based. We all feel often very scared in who we are, in our place in this world, in being able to have our own beliefs, in being able to trust that it's okay to have the feelings we have, to have the thoughts we have. There's so much judgment and condemnation and rejection that occurs in this world if you don't fit in the right way, if you don't present the right way, if you don't look the right way. So it's not exactly an easy place to feel at peace with who you are and therefore more in the space of unconditional experiences for yourself and others or even with things that happen to you. You know, if we trusted more in life, we could recognize, as I've spoken to again, I think in my last episode, that everything that ever happens to us is a gift, which sounds very hard to comprehend and accept because how are we supposed to understand that when we feel like terrible things happen? Yet, when we look at bigger intricacies of our life, if we had the higher view, we can see how certain things led us to other things and also to our greater evolution. So spiritually speaking, the idea is that our souls embody into this world with a soul plan, but also with a specific list of things that they are looking to achieve in this lifetime so that as a soul, they may evolve, right? The greater concept of life is that a soul is a part of the whole, which one might call God a higher power the universe. And that our crazy wild journeys through the whole wheel of the cosmos is about remembering that we are that which is the whole God, the universe, we're a piece of that and coming back to our full remembrance and then returning to it. It's a long journey and we wouldn't get there if we knew. It wouldn't be a journey if we always knew exactly our value and our wholeness and what we were, there wouldn't be a chance to remember and to experience that. The idea is that we come into earth to experience what we already know as the whole, as a part of the whole. If you're not familiar with spiritual concepts, that might sound like kind of off. So I guess it's just the idea of recognizing that we are okay. No matter what happens to us, nothing can truly harm us. Because though we may feel like our present place in this body, in this world, is can be compromised, can be changed, can be damaged, it's not true. And if you want to get into science, if you say, if you follow by Newton's law that energy cannot be created nor destroyed, it means that we cannot be destroyed. We're here. Whether we believe in God or a higher power or not, we can all agree that we are here. So within life and based in that concept of energy, We're not going anywhere. If we really believe that, we could embrace more the concepts of unconditionality and love. 
Can you imagine a world where we walked around and experienced life and welcomed everything as it showed up? Every devastation, every disappointment, every challenge that we took it as a part of this larger reel of cosmic life that our soul is traveling through to grow and develop and evolve. That evolution does not happen in a smooth running way. That it often, it takes the grit, right? It takes the challenges for us to level up, to grow, to think in new ways. We don't think in new ways if we keep doing the same thing all the time, right? That's why we seek out education. That's why we seek out courses and challenges and books is because we want to think in new ways. So again, if we can imagine what it would be like if we trusted that life is happening exactly as it should, that everything that happens to us is a gift, is a blessing, that every person we ever meet that we're meant for and that they are a gift, even if they hurt us, even if we have what we would call a bad experience with them, that we can see there was a lesson there. What I'm getting at is that I believe a shift is happening in our world where we are starting to get a little bit suspicious about why are we living this way? Why do we all live in fear? Why is every single system set up in a way that keeps us down, that creates very extreme separation between the haves and haves not, between those who reach a point of influence and those who are influenced? And I think that we're also realizing that most of the most profitable systems could not be as powerful as they are if we didn't believe what they told us, which is that we are not as we are, that we need to be scared, that we need to be in fear, that we are not infinite, that we can be hurt, that we are not unconditional, that we are very conditional. And if we don't get an education and if we don't get all the health care and follow all the things and take all the pills that we will be sick and be miserable and not successful. Yet, isn't it interesting that majority of us still find ourselves sick and miserable and scared all the time, even though all these systems are in place that are supposed to give us everything we ever wanted. And we believe it because we buy it and we put all our money into it. And it makes these corporations grow, 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 whether it's the beauty industry or the insurance companies, or pharmaceutical companies, all of these things. Not inherently bad, by the way. If you look at the root of any single thing in our world, it is based in wanting to help somebody else. Yet, when the wrong motives come behind that, the, the unaligned intentions, it can become somewhat nefarious, right? Wanting to offer people medications that were developed by scientific advancements, Seems like a great thing if it can help them heal. Yet more often, these companies need to always be thinking about how they can continue to make money. None of these places want to be put out of business so they can't create or solve or cure anything because that wouldn't help. And I think a lot of us are becoming aware of that. And it's very unsettling. There's a lot of unsettling things about our world. Again, the inequality of wealth and means. And I personally believe that because we are all connected, that if any of us are suffering or not doing well, then all of us feel that. And none of us can have a clear conscience because we know that our brothers and our sisters are in horrible positions. 
Think about all the things going on in the world right now. We can be safe in a beautiful home in a safe place with means and with opportunity. But when we know that what we have is something that people elsewhere in the world could never even dream of, it's hard to be sound in mind. And I don't believe it has to be this way. I don't know there, there will ever be perfect equality because we also have to be open to the idea that we don't know another soul's path, right? That's another spiritual concept that's often talked about. Not everyone's life is meant to look the same. There will never be full equality. We are the same yet different. So it's more about having the same opportunities rather than saying that we're all the same. It is something we're still discovering, right? If that idea is accurate, that there will always be challenges in life. There will always be some souls that seem to have a much difficult, more difficult path than others. And, you know, again, the spiritual idea is that that's what that soul came into this life for. However, there's also the idea that once we've gone around enough and had the experiences we came for, we can then evolve and move on. And that's what I think the rumblings that are happening now is we realize this has gone on too long. And now anyone coming onto this planet doesn't really even have the opportunity to flourish and grow because we're really stomping that out. We're really oppressing and subjecting anyone on this planet to poor health, poor mental health, depression, overwhelm, oppression. And I think we realize it doesn't have to be that way. And the reason I want to talk about conditionality versus unconditionality is, again, I think that's the root of everything. That if we move more into a place of love versus fear, if we move into a place where we say, I know that I'm safe, I accept and love who I am, I can have peace within and feel free to express who I truly am, we're going to be healthier. We're going to be healthy, happier. We're not going to experience the things. And the biggest thing, is that we're not going to be seeking things outside of ourselves. People who have gained great success from selling us what we think we need do not want us to feel that way. And I'm not like blaming and I'm not saying there's like, you know, these evil people and it's all their fault. We're all a part of this. You know, these corporations wouldn't exist if we didn't play into them. They only exist because we give them so much of our energy and power. But think about if we pulled back and we said, I don't think I need all this stuff anymore. I don't think I'm dependent on it. And I, I'm not speaking to this as, as if I'm like some guru who has it figured out. Because like, let's talk about the beauty industry and makeup, right? I love wearing makeup. I like looking pretty. I struggled my whole life feeling like I was not attractive. And it feels good for me to feel like I'm pretty. Do I feel too dependent on it? Yeah. Because if I go out and I feel like I don't look so great one day, my mood drops. I'm working on it, right? I'm working on it because it sucks. It sucks to feel dependent on feeling good about yourself and able to accept yourself based on how you look. And I think there is a balance, right? I think we can still have products that we're able to use to feel like we look our best. And, you know, makeup is awesome too because it's a creative outlet, right? I like using all kinds of colors. I don't have much color today on my eyelids that usually I like to, well, because I'm wearing gray, but I like to match it with my outfit. It's an expression. But I'd be curious if, you know, if I lived on a desert island, I don't know if I'd bother to do my makeup every day. So again, I'm still in it with you all. Even as a therapist, even as someone who wants to speak to these themes, it doesn't mean I have, doesn't mean I have them figured out. That's why I think it's more important to talk about that. And is if we do want change, what does that actually entail? How do we change? If nothing changes, nothing changes, as they say. You gotta make changes to see a different result. If you keep doing things the way you always have, then you'll keep getting what you always get. Is another way of saying that. 
even with, you don't need the answer. I think it's just important to start questioning. You know, why do we listen to all these things we're told? Are these rules real? Are these ideas true? I think it'd be very different if we moved into a place of love and unconditionality. Not putting conditional terms on ourselves. Not putting conditional terms on others. Mind you that being unconditional doesn't mean that we allow people to hurt us. You can not condemn someone without condoning it. If you hang out with someone who consistently leaves you feeling bad and abused, you can say that you do not accept their behavior, but you still accept them. And maybe not, not everyone's there, but just think about it because we're all trying to figure it out here. And some of us have significant challenges, whether it's mental diagnosis or childhood that were very traumatic that lead to behaviors that harm others. So you can say, I bless you. I wish you well, but I will not subject myself to this without condemning someone. Because the second we condemn someone, we turn into conditionality and we say, you are not good enough and you are not able to be loved. And I personally don't think that's ever true. I don't think there's any human that's ever lived that isn't deserving of love. If they've done something so egregious that people are very upset with them, then that needs to be addressed. Yet, if they're doing those things, there's usually something in their own life that has led them to believe that they had a right to treat people that way. And it doesn't mean that that's acceptable. There's a quote that I really appreciate. It says, no one does anything inappropriate given their model of the world. And again, we can firmly say to someone, your model of the world is harmful and dangerous. So we need to address this. We need to remove you from this place where you can harm others. But when we condemn them and basically shun them from being a part of humanity, we're exacerbating the issue that brought them to that place in the first place. Most people who harm others is because they felt so rejected or abused or hurt. That can be hard to offer or to apply to situations. I understand. Yet, again, it's at least important to consider. Is it possible to not condemn somebody yet still not condone their behavior? Forgiveness does not mean condoning. Just some things to think about. Uh, I'll probably talk a lot more about this because this is what I think about all the time. And this is, I really do believe that this is the game changer in life is when we start to look at the rules of life differently. Another quote I love, I'm really into quotes, says that we live by the rules of the game we choose to play. So if whatever ideas we make up about life, we're going to play by the rules of that understanding. And I think that we do that now and it's brought us to a very unpleasant place. I feel comfortable speaking to this because I don't think there's anyone in this world who would say, I give the current situation 100% rating. I think things are great. I don't think anyone feels that way. We're all getting, we're all scared. We've been scared. We're getting more scared. Systems seem to be unstable. I think deep down we know they just don't work. We just don't want to admit it. We don't want to give up and, and admit that we have to rebuild everything all over again from the ground up because the system in places are not working for people. Not healthcare, not education, not the economy, not our justice system, not our agricultural system. They don't work. And it's because also, I'll say, 
My channel is Women Weekend, which is the idea of restoring the divine feminine. A lot of these systems are based in very masculine principles, which again, as I was speaking to the corporations before, will always, always focus primarily on growth, profit, innovation. There is none of that balance. It's always more, 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 more in our world right now, which again leads people to resort to not always the most sound practices. Because how do you keep profiting once you've hit a certain level of success? Once you've offered to the public what they wanted, how do you keep making more money? Look into any industry right now, any big corporation or company that you enjoy. There's nobody there at the sea level that's saying, all right, guys, we did it. Look at Amazon. Nobody's saying like, we did it. We conquered the world. Everyone buys shit from us all the time. One, they need to keep finding ways to grow because of keeping their investors happy, keeping profits up. It doesn't work. And it's 100% masculine. Nothing can be 100% everything. It'll fall over. And that's what we're seeing. We do need the more feminine principles, which does not necessarily mean like man and woman. There's plenty of women tied up in these corporations that if you do some research and look into some of these companies, you'll see that there were women who have done plenty of not so great things. They were embodying more masculine energies. There's plenty of men who do not want anything to do with that and feel more into the feminine energies. So it's not about gender. Yin and the yang more, right? The masculine and the feminine are the two energies that balance this world, balance our species. But we've got such an imbalance and disproportional amount of masculine energy. If we could balance more, it would be offering that unconditional. It would be offering the idea of the most important thing is not what we can create, but we also have to think about what we can sustain. We never ask that. We're not asking, is this sustainable? Instead, we all know what's happening. The way that we are operating because of that infinite level of profit needed, everything is collateral. Our planet has become collateral. We don't care. We don't care that there's not infinite resources on the earth. It's not going to forever produce the minerals and the means and the products that we want. It's not going to forever have trees and all these things that we need. Clean water. We don't even have it in most places. Why is that not our priority? Why wasn't it our priority to make sure everyone has clean water before we start chasing after these other dreams? Because there's no money in that. There's no money in getting everybody clean water. Although I'm sure people, goodness knows people have tried to profit off of that, right? Bottled water companies, billion dollar industry, but then it's destroying our planet with all the plastics. Huh? We don't want to get too deep into it because right now, really anything going on in the world will leave you like sort of like exasperated and just like, oh, gosh. But there's always hope. It's a fascinating time to be alive. Can't get more interested in this. We're at, you know, this is basically the showdown. This is the Super Bowl. This is like a Game of Thrones moments where it's like, what are we going to do? Are we going to let the masculine and the greed and the power struggle and the conditionality win and wipe us out? Or are we going to rise up and be bold? Are people going to start being bold and say, we don't have to buy into this anymore? What does that look like? 
The last thing we'll share is a vision that I had when I was sharing this. I hold women's groups and I was sharing that this was years ago. 2019 was when I first really got into this stuff. I got very proactive about attending events back when it was totally safe to attend events. And about social and political and environmental and ecological issues. I had a vision that it's not about doing away with and destroying the systems that are now. It's about creating the new. Sorry, I'm doing so many quotes, but one more. Buckminster Fuller said, You never change things by fighting the existing reality to change something. Build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. And that was one of the first quotes that got me going. I was like, that's it. We don't need to like trash and just get angry because here's the thing. What you give your energy to grows. Even if we're yelling at these systems, like this doesn't work and that doesn't work. We're just giving all our attention to what doesn't work. What if we just look somewhere else? What if we start focusing on what would work? And that's a hard question, right? And we've tried to do it. But here's another thing that is said is that all the solutions to the problems in our world have been found. However, they've been oppressed. Look it up. A lot of centers that have tried to create sustainable energy and food that can be grown without pesticides and ways that we can learn to not have to destroy our forests and our nature, they get oppressed because they're grassroots efforts. They're small. And the big guys come in and, and there's, what I'm going to say is, look up, there's accounts of whole projects being burnt to the ground, literally. It's so sad. It's devastating. It's because people don't want solutions. Because, because again, cures and solutions mean the end of profit. And there's a lot of people who don't want that. Because when profit ends, then power ends. And we are a society and a species that is power hungry. However, another concept I appreciate is that the idea that humanity are essentially tweens. We're a very young species in the big scheme of things. We've been around for some thousands of years, but in, that's a blink of the eye in the universe. And now here we are in this time where we have these huge technological and medical advancements. So we're all excited and stoked on that, yet we're, we've lost total touch with our true beliefs about who we are and what we're doing here. We're just so excited. We're like a bunch of addicts. I specialize in addiction. I myself am a recovered addict. I still act like an addict a lot of times. Give me something addictive and I'll get into it. But I'm not the only one. And there's actually a book I want to read. I was recommended it called When Society is an Addict. We're all addicts. If something is bright and shiny and feels good, we want to go for it. And that's what led us to where we are now. It's exciting to start a business and have it take off. But then people get greedy. Look into the story when they discovered steel or oil in our country. It's not pretty. It's actually pretty gruesome and horrific and horrifying. Because greed takes over and domination takes over. Power, the struggle for power, the pursuit of power is powerful. So I guess I'm sharing all this to offer my thoughts because I think about this all the time again. And curious if anybody else does, you know, I know they do because I find this stuff online and there's people out there. There's lots of books about all this, but I'm curious what you think, like, what are the steps we can take? I didn't finish my vision. My vision was, you know, when you're at a concert, the idea of like moving from a system that is to a new system. If you're at a big concert, let's say a festival, and everybody's at one stage, let's say they're all watching like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like the whole concert is there. You know, like when you go to a big festival and the, the main stage, like everyone's there. But then there's another 
band that starts on another stage. And there's nobody there because everybody is at this stage. But then slowly, some people trickle over to the other stage because they feel it. They're into that sound. And then more people go and then more people go. And nobody had to force that. They were drawn to this new stage. And before you knew it, it seemed like everybody was at the stage. Nothing was going to change it. But then all of a sudden, people found something else that they wanted, that they felt more drawn to. It's not impossible. When we look around our world, it can feel like change is impossible because things have gotten to such a dire state, yet they never are. It is possible to shift from this conditional life to unconditional. And a whole other drill down in conditional is about addiction. So my next video will be about that, about how that's sort of the nature of addiction. As I said, society is basically, we're all addicted in some way. So I want to get more into that because it's a sort of a better, deeper look at the way things are. So I hope you enjoyed this rambling. And if you have any further thoughts about this, I would love for you to add them in the comments. You can email me at Whitney at womenwaken.com. I'm all about generating conversation and I would love to keep doing so. I hope you have a beautiful day. That wraps up our beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to let your light shine and to keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.